Relax and listen, where Josh likes to speak about some recent gaming news and other forms of entertainment. Happy New Year, everyone! What mysteries will 2024 bring? Let's find out together. Today, I want to solely focus on the game that had me intrigued right from the get-go. I waited a few months after its release to get a physical copy, as if 2023 wasn't filled to the brim with awesome games. Luckily, this one wasn't as expensive. The one who lured me in out of sheer curiosity was Eternites. The title, when it was first initially revealed. Had Persona 5s written all over it, so much so the creator was actually inspired by Persona since he played the games and eventually made what we now know, with the help of Sony, Eternites. I thought at first it was just another anime game, blah blah blah, but it grew on me viewing it the first time. Then my impression was Persona with more waifus to date while becoming the ultimate badass. That alone was an instant buy since the developer marketing team knew exactly who this was catering towards. So what is Eternites? You might be asking. To its core, an action RPG dating simulator dungeon crawler. But before I dive into gameplay, there first comes a story, unrelated but. When I popped the disc in for the first time, I was greeted by a black screen for some reason, and immediately my PTSD experience of Spider-Man 2 kicked in. Thankfully, it was a weird one-time ordeal that hasn't happened since. Anyway, the very first cutscene we see went over my head because, without context, you see a girl talk shit to a tree and leave within a minute. At this point, I laughed a little and knew I was in for a ride from that random introduction. The description behind the case states: One day, something or someone has turned humans into dangerous monsters driven to violence. They are what stand between you, a cure, and the world you want. Most importantly, you're fighting for more than just your own survival. You are fighting for those you love. The synopsis goes as follows. There is an anti-aging drug called Eternite being developed. When all of a sudden, when you're headed for a date, a massive wall erects within the city, and chaos ensues as people start to change into infected monsters. As you and your friend head to shelter, 
the world slowly changes into a walking infestation where you then meet Yuna, a well-known idol star, doing the same. Eventually, the group encounters a woman very infatuated with cutting off right arms of anything and captures you and does the same to your player character. However, you're then saved by this girl entity called Lux, who explains the ongoing circumstances for the world and how those closest to you, aka friends, are essentially there to help you save humanity. The baddie is Umbra, who shares similar powers to Lux, unleashed her voodoo across the world thanks to that random chick from earlier, Delia. Umbra wants to be god of the world. Lux gives you the power to fight back, save your date, save the world. The problems I have with the game are a lack of things to do and find for exploration, especially where you're on the train hub, more on that later. How there is an absence of world building, or unknowingly, how anyone outside our group thinks about what's happening. Weirdly not showing the transformation of people turning into beasts is strangely omitted. Lack of enemy variety. Early on, the combat really challenges you if you're not familiar with it. Sometimes the camera can get in the way if you're in an enclosed space. Not much else you can do when you rank up your social skills. The gameplay itself comprises of three elements. A dating simulator, dungeon crawler, and time management, just like Persona. Let's focus on time first. As like Persona, you're allotted a limited amount of time of stuff you could do within a day. For example, you can go and hang out with Chani or Yuna during the day. However, time will automatically pass tonight, forcing you to choose how wisely you spend it. Whether it be raking up your confidants, scavenging for items with a partner, or going to sleep because saving the world is a lot of work. The same thing applies to nighttime as well. That said, as you progress through the game, you'll need to plan out carefully on what to focus on. The only way you can get stronger is by collecting these black or white essence. For black, it's only for your character, and to get it, you'll fight harder enemies or discover them throughout dungeons. For white, a combination of scavenging and hanging out with your friends that caters to what they provide, such as healing, strength, defense, etc. Now for exploration and combat. Compared to Persona 5, the places you go to is very limited. The train is your little hub world, where it serves as to keep the main cast safe from the affected. More on that later. When you raid for supplies, there are three separate locations you can go to, but the items you search for are assigned to a specific place, and your job is to... Got it memorized? Otherwise, you'll fail if you take too long to find them. However, I think the developers forgot how OP saving is when I could thwart the stress by just loading the save file on the same day, leaving no consequences to my actions. The combat is in real time, unlike Persona. It's not turn-based, so you only need to worry about yourself since the plot made it a point that they're only focused on you. And that could be a detriment depending on the difficulty you choose, which you can swap out at any moment to fit your level of play. Me, I stuck with experts, and the enemies are very aggressive. Dodging is the unmost important piece if you want to beat enemies faster and break some of their elemental shields since some of them are required when you can't drain their health first, especially for boss fights. Once you get the enemy's patterns down after a while, 
you can blitz through the majority of encounters. The dungeons can be really involving for certain sections like you can find puzzles, searching for these black essences, or showing off your dance moves. Wait, what? Your dance moves are amazing, Yuna! Come closer next time so that my kicks can reach you, Chani. That's all to say, it can be engaging. I'll bet maybe they could have done a bit more with the overall layout and making each place stand out. And finally, the dating aspect. Just like Persona, here, you have the opportunity to date your squad, except for your bro, Chani. No! The way you rank up your relationships is by hanging out with them, while also selecting a dialogue choice that best represents what's being talked about in the conversation. The only way you can date anyone is by talking to them constantly, while at the same time getting your social skills up by selecting dialogue choices for your character when given the option, such as confidence, expression, courage, etc. That does affect whether you could go on a date with them or not later on in their ranks. I did romance everyone for a trophy, but ultimately, I chose Min as my main girlfriend or waifu because she's athletic, adorably funny, cute in the situations she finds herself in, her backstory of how her lack of courage got her friends killed, and being voiced by the same actress who did Haru Akumura, it's like I never led that Persona universe. Can I speak about how the soundtrack does a phenomenal job with baller beats to match the action, or the environment you're in, making you feel more connected wherever you are? Overall, I thoroughly enjoyed my time exploring the world of Eternites. The problems it has outweighs the amount of fun I had learning about the game. It's got hard. Sometimes it might miss the mark, but it knows what it wants to do and kept me engaged throughout the whole journey. No poem for today's episode as I mentioned. Now, let's see what releases January has to offer after the break. Thank you.
out of the gates comes Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Been hearing from previews is a title worth checking out, especially coming from Ubisoft. It'll release on the 18th for all platforms. Trinidad Boy robs a bank for PC, Xbox, and Switch the 18th. Another cold recollection hits the Switch the same day as the other two. The Cub eventually will release on all platforms the 19th. Well, here we are once again, as if it really needed to be called a remaster. The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered comes after the rest of us who didn't like it the 19th for a $10 PS5 upgrade with some new features. I wish we got a new Jack and Daxter game instead. A boy can dream, right? Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy, the 25th, for Phantom Abyss for PC and Xbox the same day. Other Night in Birth 2, Sicilis, excluding Xbox, same day. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth avoids Switch and releases the 26th. Tekken 8 fights its way the same day for PC, Xbox, and PS5. And with that, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening if you made it this far. Are there any games you're looking forward to in 2024? I already have Persona 3 Reload, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2, Black Myth Wukong, and Princess Peach Showtime on my list. And just like the curious cat you are, you can find me on YouTube called Just Relax. As you can imagine, I play video games, and the one I'm currently playing as of now is Persona 5 Royal. I sometimes do stream on twitch.tv slash relax1, W-O-N, and I've begun my journey into the world of Devil May Cry 4, starring Neil's story, which I'm already having a blast so far. If you want to come and watch me play and talk about random things, I stream around 1.30 Mountain Standard Time. All the information will be in the description. Let's do our best to make 2024 a memorable one and hopefully do some course correction for a lot of things happening in the world. Until then, remember, just relax, and I'll catch you with a special episode I have in the making, hopefully by next month.